welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. <laughs> I was about to say trillionaire once again. It's been it's an old habit. Um, but yeah, we we techno wizards, and uh, it is 10:25 a.m. So this morning I've been working on this uh, thing. I can't talk about too much, but basically, what can I say? Using um. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what. How much I could say. I'm basically <laughs> using XR technology and the scientific, you know, kind of uh, ex- area. So I'm doing a lot of research on scientific labs and all this other stuff. Um, it's interesting what I've been finding. That there's there's um, a lot of interesting kind of parts of, of, of a scientific lab that I've never even thought to think about, <laughs> um, even though I've been interested in, in science for, for a long while. So one of these interesting areas is, uh, what is it called, um, FMEA, I think it is, or something like FMREA, failure, failure Mode Risk Analysis, I think that's what it's called, FMRA. So basically um it's not just science labs too they have that i think manufacturing facilities where oh yeah yeah because it came out by i think nasa was one of the first folks who created it um or at least used it very very widely to sorry if there's a wind i'm not sure my my wind uh buffer is uh stopping it but anyways so (laughs) um it seems to be of use to, to help to reduce errors and um, make it easier for people to you know see what, what what went wrong in a certain process or you know facility or you know use of different tools because whenever you're dealing with technology um, and people <laughs> really either way um, if you want to re- reproduce what you just did you have to make sure that you get all those same variables Right, so in a lab or in a manufacturing facility, you're basically looking at the instruments to see, you know, when was they la- when when were they last maintained or you know updated or anything like that. Um, are they faulty or something like that? Because you don't want to do an entire experiment and then turn around and realize that, <laughs> you know, your equipment was faulty or something like that. Right. Um, furthermore, you want to. You know, look at the environmental considerations, look at anything else that might have to do with uh, what you are trying to uh, accomplish. So there's a number of these other, you know, ideas. It's, it's all still very fresh in my head. Not really fresh, but more so. I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to digest it. That's why it's difficult for me to really talk about it. Um, this is just a lot to learn, which is really cool. Um, I really enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I probably should have <laughs> waited to talk about that for another day because it's, it's uh, still kind of processing. Um, but another part, another thing that's been on my mind is also I probably should have talked about first. Um, I don't even know if I should talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it because this is it's, it's really frustrating. It's, it's terribly, it's, it's absolutely disgusting is what it is. So this whole freaking abortion thing. You know, Texas freaking passed this law that made it 
illegal to have abortions past six weeks um, or something like that and furthermore they went even beyond step beyond like even the even the <laughs> like some people might have something you know uh, a kind of it's just it's just ridiculous to me right because the, the, the whole debate around pro-life, poor choice, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest, I think it's a dumb debate. Um, but the quote-unquote pro-lifers might have had some sort of, you know, point. If <laughs> this freaking Texas law didn't go so far in that not only did it make abortion illegal, but it made all abortion, like even for women who were trigger warning raped or you know um incest and things like that like like what like in literally every case of abortion is illegal so even in the the worst cases right where the mother or the child might die or it was likely to die it was likely to be in great pain or any number of things right even that is illegal even that so like the whole idea of quote unquote pro pro life is is just completely thrown out the window when you realize this stuff, right? Because a vast majority of the cases, right, and a, and a lot of abortions, what they don't talk about, a lot of these abortions are necessary, right, for the mother to survive. A lot of the times, the child themselves, not even the child yet, the the fetus, right, will not be born. <laughs> healthy or would not be born at all would not be born alive there's such things as stillbirths you know there's so many different there's so there's a huge variety of of problems at childbirth and during pregnancy and just 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 ignoring all of that for this i, I don't even know what it is like value this value signaling is that what it is i, I don't know just sanctimonious this this idea of right, I don't know, it, it really just boggles my mind, right, and it, 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 it gets even worse, because what they did here, as I said, they also will fine anyone who supports somebody aborting, or basically, or rather, they let anybody, they will let anybody sue, and grant them $10,000 to report people who are who are helping trying to abort. So anybody, like, wh- whether you you were the doctor, you know, the, of course the person aborting, but even if you were like the freaking, you know, the driver driving somebody to abortion clinic or something like that, like, it, it, talk about 1984, right? This is like peak, <laughs> this is peak communism, if you want to go that way, or rather, I'm not going to say communism, but peak freaking um, surveillance, surveillance government. Like, this is like, and this is in Texas. These are the same people who are against mass mandates. Right? These are these are a lot of the same people. Well, this is this is another thing that that I want to you know be a little careful though, because I'm not sure. Like, is it the same people? I would I would I would think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Most likely it is. But I would be curious to see like <laughs> the same person is it the same person who would say, oh, no mass mandates or. No, you know, um, vaccines or whatever. Is this the same person that would also say, 
you know, um, ban abortion, no abortion? Is this the exact same person? Because that speaks a lot <laughs> about um, what that that concept I was talking about the other day, that right ring authoritarianism, right? It's RWAs, where you have certain people who don't actually care about the logic or the reasoning or, you know, they're not actually conservative, right? They don't actually have a, <laughs> a set logical mental model in their minds, right? It's all about having a sense of power. It's all about having a sense of, you know, kind of ego or kind of ego explosion <laughs> where they either are the ones, you know, being able to being able to use their power any sort of way or following others who they think, you know, should have that power. It, it's just really disgusting to me. Because right? I'm all about, you know, questioning things and and really looking at, you know, what what things make sense, what systems make sense, having conversations with people and uh, ideas and everything like that. Like I'm not I'm not afraid to talk about abortion with folks. What I'm afraid of, I'm not even sure afraid is the word, but what I'm what I'm worried about is people who can't even talk about it. Not because they literally are, you know, you know, they have some personal uh, triggers about it, but because they literally don't have a logical <laughs> reason about it, right? Like a lot of uh, quote unquote, you know, arguments or or um, ideas around pro-life, even though that's that's not even a, what they're doing here. That's just a um, propaganda. <laughs> but a lot of the the, the quote unquote reasoning here. Is not reasonable, right? It doesn't make logical sense. Like, here's why. I think I mentioned this before. If you say you're quote unquote pro life, right? What does that mean? They say, oh, that means every human, right? Human rights, every human deserves the right to live. But what does it mean to live, right? Oh, that doesn't matter. And here, here's why it, it seems that it doesn't matter to them. Because these are all very, very often the same people who would say no social net, who would say uh, we don't need social welfare, right? Who would say who who don't bother to help with foster homes, right? And we actually have plenty of data that shows people born in bad environments, bad parents, or people who don't want a parent, or born in bad situations, right? These people live miserable lives, terrible lives. These are the people that are more often to become criminals. Not because they're evil or bad, but because the environment was so stacked against them that that was the natural progression. So if these people are quote-unquote pro-life, why are they also the same people who don't support any sort of social network or rather any sort of social net any sort of social welfare that would help people live better lives why are these the same people who very often support the death sentence right and mass incarceration <laughs> those same criminals who were born in places where 
they, they probably, you know, the, the parents probably wanted to abort them or should have aborted them, but didn't because they thought they had to have these kids. But they didn't want those kids. You know, you hear this argument, oh, uh, you, you should be responsible if you're going to have sex, right? <laughs> what does that mean? You have to live with your consequences. You have to live with your mistakes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Once you have a child, you're no longer living with your mistakes. You're forcing an entire new life, an entire new being, an entire new person to live with your mistakes. Does that make sense? How, how does that make any sort of logical sense? I just don't understand the logic here, right? That, that, that's my problem. That's my biggest issue here. And I know people will be like, uh, you know, people are stupid. But here's my, I, I, I fundamentally think that people are not necessarily stupid or evil or anything like that. I just think that people have bad mental models, right? They have access to bad information. They have access to, they were raised in a certain environment where they're kind of raised to believe a certain you know, way of thinking or a certain way of seeing the world was the only way or the correct way of seeing the world, right? And so I don't, I don't think that people are necessarily stupid or even irrational, but that their, their, their version of rationality, their version of logic is inherently skewed. Is inherently what I would call broken, right? But but so what I'm trying to figure out here is, you know, how can we better understand their rationality? How can we better understand that logic so that we can do something better, <laughs> right? Because if you just see these people as irrational or as stupid or as you know evil or whatever, you you make the same mistake that they make, right? You make the same mistake that they make and that they dehumanize other people and that they do not bother understanding where another person is coming from or even the, the humanity of other people, even though they say oh, human rights, all this other stuff. <laughs> right. When you when you don't when you see another person as stupid or as, you know, um, I don't know any any of these bad words, right? They use even liberal as a bad word, right? <laughs> and you see this person as just something, you automatically have less empathy. You automatically become apathetic. And that's when the greatest evils happen. Right? So I always hesitate to go that route and be like, oh these people are just whatever. Because that doesn't that doesn't solve the problem. That just creates a bigger problem. That creates a bigger issue of people going back and forth and calling each other evil and doing unspeakable acts against other people just because you think they're evil or dumb or non-human. <sighs> this has been something I've been trying to work through for a while now. Um, another way I'm looking at this is because growing up, I spoke about this a little bit as well, but growing up, I've been around... <laughs> people that are terribly not self-aware that are narcissistic and I learned a new kind of term today even I heard I heard this term before but I never really looked it up is egotistical and apparently narcissism and egotism egotism is are two different things I'm not sure which one is quote-unquote worse but it seems that narcissism 
um, is definitely a, 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 a understood or generally understood, you know, kind of concept. Um, might even have a braces in, in the brain, in the psychology. And I'm not sure if egotism does as well. It seems like the way they were talking about it, it seems so. I needed to do more actual research and look at actual research papers on it. But from what I was reading, where whereas narcissism is usually um, where people have this idea about themselves. Um, the only real differences I see so far between narcissism and egotism is that narcissism kind of narcissistic people kind of want you to talk about them and want you to reward them and you know things like that whereas egotistical people you know don't care <laughs> because they always feel like they they are you know the best of the best and all this other stuff and they don't really care about your you know um you're rewarding them or you're thinking them or you're praising them rather um they can basically praise it themselves enough <laughs> um so they don't care either way and furthermore uh, it seems that narcissistic people, you know, um, well, I'm not sure. I know that's basically the biggest thing I've seen. Like everything else, it seems to be the, generally the same. Um, honestly, I haven't seen actual scientific paper on them. It's just like other people talking about studies and I haven't been able to track down those studies yet. But um, from what I've, you know, seen about the egotism people, that's like, oof, that's, that's word for word for the people I know. <laughs> Um, where they're not really self-aware, um, they can't take criticism, they either completely ignore it, or, um, try to flip it on you, things like that, uh, they always kind of bring, bring topics back to themselves, they don't do things unless, you know, they think it's valuable for them, um, all these sorts of things, I'm just like, oof, yeah, that's, that's a huge thing right there. Um, and the biggest thing for me is that they also don't, they don't seem to have a grasp of emotional intelligence, right? A grasp of being able to, um, communicate emotionally with you. So if you, you, if you try to be vulnerable with them, they either ignore you or criticize you for it, right? Kind of gaslight you. And that's a lot, a lot of what I experienced growing up. And I'm just like, ooh, hmm. You know, it helps to, to, to see this because for me, it when you're gaslit, right? <laughs> when you try to be vulnerable with somebody and then they turn around and just you know ignore it or you know say, Oh no, that didn't happen and because they're so loud about it, right? They're so adamant, they're so confident in themselves, it it, it makes it seem like, Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe, you know, my memories are completely wrong. Maybe I you know, whatever. You start questioning yourself in your own reality. And um, seeing, you know, this plainly spoken of how this is not just you. This is how, you know, pretty much many of these relationships happen with egotistical people. It helps me to uh, kind of put things in better perspective. But it also worries me because, you know, I'm the type of person that really wants to change that person. Like, can, can we, you know, establish a better relationship here where we can, you know, have better conversations and we can... You know, come to a, a realization of of how things have gone wrong, and and um, you know, be accountable for these types of mis for these for this for this history and things like that. Like, how can we how can we do that? But 
from what I've read so far, it doesn't seem like you can do that with these people. And that really worries me, right? That really worries me because I know you can't change people. But at least with most type of people or with emotionally intelligent people, you can have a a, a nice conversation, right? You can you can show them the facts and, and show them how you see things and then they can come to their own conclusion and eventually they might change their minds, right? They might decide to change for themselves based on that. But it seems like with egotistical people, um, they they won't. Like, <laughs> you can't even have a conversation about it because they just don't see it. They're just not self-aware enough. And um, to me, like, once again, I, I'm worried about this because if this if this is is what makes up a lot of the quote unquote conservative, you know, kind of kind of group. If this if this type of person, this egotistical person, this lack of self-awareness, this lack of emotional intelligence, if this type of person is is like neurologic, neurologic, neurotic, <laughs> ah. Genetically, like in, like their brain is is structured a different way, to which they can't make these sorts of changes and 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 logical, you know, um, grasp of emotional intelligence and empathy. That's that's deeply concerning. That's deeply concerning. You know, I'm not sure what to do with that. I definitely have to look more into it and see. But this is a another problem, right? This is why, once again, it comes all the way back down to this anarchy. This 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 idea of having systems that are power with others rather than power over. Right? This very idea that we should have all these laws made by people who and we know this for a fact, we know that egotistical, narcissistic people tend to bubble up into places of power right into politics into government and um business and things like that and even like small community you know <laughs> groups small community groups where you have like a little neighborhood uh what you call it a little neighborhood watch or whatever it's the narcissistic people that are more likely to try to take and will take places of uh, power Within that organization. And so it seems to me that any sort of vertical hierarchical structure is inherently is inherently corruptible. And corruptible to a great extent. Right? So that it gets so bad to where we see now where most of the people in power are narcissistic, egotistical people who don't have a sense of empathy. And might not ever be able to build that sense of empathy. And who simply can use and abuse emotional intelligence. Meaning, you know, being charming, being bombastic, you know, being larger than life, confident, right? They can use these ideas of what we think are emotional intelligence to to manipulate and get their way and pass things that make no logical sense and, and make people believe make people who who also have lower levels of of egotism but don't have the uh right they don't have the uh the right data the, the right information 
to believe in to to understand the, the the problem here, right? They can they can manipulate all these people into you know wanting to do the same thing. This is why I always like mention things like Hitler. When we when we have conversations about evil, right? It's important to realize that people aren't evil. Evil in and of itself is is just an illusion. It's just a word that we use to describe you know behaviors and things that we don't like. But people like Hitler was largely voted in. All right, he he, he wasn't alone. He had dozens, hundreds, thousands of people, millions of people. You know, eventually, that that was like, yeah, Hitler. Yeah, I I want what he wants. I want like, and regardless of if you think all these people were evil or not, the fact is he, he not only did he get an entire nation, an entire you know geo geographic area. To do his bidding and to follow that dream of whatever what you know that he was pushing but also also i want to say more importantly but not really but just as importantly people here in america didn't care a lot of people maybe it wasn't in america itself but maybe the government system of america right didn't care they were apathetic that's what people don't realize people seem to have forgotten their history is that United States didn't care about Nazi Germany. They didn't bother of entering the war until the very end, until their allies were pressuring them, right? Until <laughs> you started seeing um, potential potential uh, cases of you know Nazi Germany either either winning and you know trying to encroach on U.S. interests or, or or things like that. Like they had they had to they had a lot of pressure. To get involved, right? Then there wasn't. There was not this. Oh, U.S. democracy. We're gonna, you know, go and help them out. We're gonna go and save these people. Like, no, they didn't care. When you look into history, you see this. Like, literally, much of the U.S. government was was trying to appease Hitler. They were saying, okay, yeah, you can have this area, but please don't go further, right? <laughs> they they literally tried to appease Hitler. Our government, y'all, like. This idea that uh, you America is so great and so, you know, on the, the good guys? Like, no. And here's another great example. Freaking North Korea. You know what's going on over there? You have this whole <laughs> whole um, documentary. I didn't watch it because that's just... I can't, I can't put that on myself right now. But my sister was talking about it. I'm just like, this is sick, man. Like I'm, I'm be honest. I didn't realize how bad. It, I like I heard it was like okay, yeah, North Korea is a little bad, but I haven't realized how bad, and it's horrible. Like these people are being. Like, I don't want to talk about it, but talk. This is like literally the one of the worst cases of of you know human rights problems in our in our time, and it's happening right under our noses. These people are being consistently, you know, poisoned and 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 destroyed and and dehumanized. All just and where is America? You know, so-called land of the free, so-called champions of democracy. You want to be in everybody's business, but when it comes down to the actual, you know, human rights violations, nowhere to be found. In fact. 
sure we don't have to talk about Trump going over to North Korea, shaking hands with this man, talking to some, oh yes, yeah, what's up? And there wasn't a case of, oh, we're, we're just going to, you know, see what's going on. Like, no, much of the American government know, knows exactly what's going on in North Korea. Right? You want to give all these weapons to uh, to the Taliban, <laughs> but we don't want to, you know, arm the, the rebellions of, of North Korea. So, once again, like... This is why this, this idea of a social hierarchy, of a government hierarchy, of a vertical hierarchical structure is fundamentally flawed. Fundamental. Like the entire system is, again, my language, but fucked up. Like it's fucked up. <laughs> it's completely fucked. It's, it's completely disgusting. And I just, I'm going to, this is why I want to continue learning and championing the cause for anarchy and, and horizontal structures to show people not only, you know, what's wrong with our current system, but how it can be done better, right? We have this idea that, oh, it's going to be chaos and all that. Like, no, you have to realize that once again, these horizontal structures are natural. Right? It can be natural for us. It can also be unnatural. <laughs> but it can also be natural, just like these vertical structures. Right? You have to teach this system. You have to build it. You have to support it. You have to maintain it. These horizontal horizontal structures can be seen and had in everything from a family unit where you actually care and respect about and respect everybody's opinions and ideas and try to build that family not as a top-down structure of the parents telling the children what to do, but both and everybody involved kind of understanding that they are each independent people, right? And if they work together, you can create something truly beautiful. And we need to create more and more of these organizations. We need to, you know, once again, have that youth liberation. We need to structure our environment such that family units are more horizontal as opposed to vertical. If you say, oh, you know, how do you teach the kids what's the right thing to do? Realize there is no right thing to do. <laughs> That's a huge part of this, right? Realize there is no clear right thing to do in every situation. It's more important to, to show people the consequences of their behavior. To foster that empathy so people realize that when you do something wrong or when you wrong somebody there's somebody on the other end when you pass a law when you um want to when, when you bully somebody when you cheat on a test any of these things right anything that you want to teach people these value systems that you have show them the consequences too often we want to ignore these consequences we want to say oh that doesn't matter oh it's not related to me it's not connected it's not relevant when in reality we live in an interconnected world. We live in a world and everything is, is interconnected in that world. That's what makes it a world. Everything you do is connected. You just don't know how. So if you want to teach some people 
you know, kids or older folks or anything like that. The wrong or right thing to do. You don't do that by punishing them as a top-down system. But by just simply showing them the consequences. And live that life. People are going to say, oh, that's why, you know, you shouldn't have abortion. Once again, power over is the bad way, is <laughs> the wrong way to do it. Because when you have this system of your consequences, you know, it becomes less about your consequences and more about offloading, right, your consequences unto your children. And you see that all the time with these these parenting structures. People put the, their hopes and dreams into their children, their expectations into their children, and so the children have to learn have to live with the mistakes of their parents, as opposed to the the, the parents actually, you know, having their own mistakes. Abortion is, is is terrible either way. You know, the person that's gonna experience it is gonna live with those consequences regardless. But with abortion, it's actually their consequences. They don't offload it onto, onto a whole other life form. Perpetuating the problem, you know, to every generation. That's why I think, you know, this whole idea of conservatism needs to be fundamentally, you know, kind of rewritten and re re redone because if you think consequences are you know can be offloaded or, or should be lived by somebody else who has nothing to do <laughs> with your decision that's the problem I don't know I know I was all over the place in this episode but it's just really really Disgusting. You know? And I hope we can do better. Hope we can turn this around. Something. I really fear this might get out of hand. Even more out of hand. But as always, you know, we need to learn more. We need to learn from our history learn from each other communicate educate be humble empathetic and um, hopefully by doing so we can uh, change things for the better truly (laughs) there's a lot to do though Sorry for the downer episode, but uh, I'm going to end it there. As always, let me know what you're thinking. Even if you're a quote-unquote pro-lifer. <laughs> if you're actually, you know, able to have a conversation or open to changing your mind, not just from a theoretical, you know, uh, what's his name, Steve Stephen Chowder. <laughs> uh you know, illusion, but actually humble enough to admit when you're wrong. 
if you can entertain the idea of being wrong about this, then I'll be open for a conversation. If you can't even entertain that idea, then, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Shout out to the TikTok, TikTok folks who are, you know, um, trolling these these uh, lawmakers and and um, spamming them and uh, trying to trying to get trying to make this whole thing inefficient so things can be changed. TikTok generation is very interesting. There's a lot of people, a lot of these these young younger folks that are very outspoken <laughs> for for better or for worse. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily super different, you know, than quote unquote millennials and all these other folks and, you know, each generation, young people in general, that's just what kind of we do, that's what they do. Um, but of course, with technology, it makes it even easier for that, that, that youthful vigor <laughs> to make itself seen and heard, you know, again, for better or for worse. Hopefully we can curb the worse and, and you know maximize, optimize the better. But um, shout out to the folks who are who are trying to make things better. And of course to everybody who is learning and open to learning and staying humble. There's so much wrong in the world, but. I have actionable hope that we can make it better. We just gotta make these moves, you know. Take a brace when you need to, but at the end of the day, when you have the time and the energy, you know, educate yourself and, and try to try to make some moves. Thanks as always and uh have a great day. See ya. Bye-bye.